I eat the cheese. You you do you okay, I suppose now there is cheese. Yes, cheese. Good. Okay. Uh what happened last time was you guys were going down deep into the plain of pink in one of the valleys you encountered first of all you summoned the the little god talking thing through like a wish spell and in the aftermath of that I drew the brother showed up you guys had a fight Idru finished it up by slamming her cool ship into him, which also broke a hole in the world. Yeah. And right now I have you guys at 28 hours left and you are falling into this hole. I I, I wrote up a nice little intro because this, this is either going to be the second to last episode or like the third to last episode, depending on how things go. So I want these last couple of episodes to be like really cool, uh, really stand out, spectacular. The four of you are falling, though the speed is hard to figure as the only things in this space are a strange looking pink sun and a city that's crumbling and floating. You fall and at the right moment, you use Featherfall to softly land on top of a skyscraper. It's a thing you don't know, but its purpose is obvious. It's a building. And much like other buildings around it, it's slowly falling apart. Tiny bits of concrete will fall like dust, and occasionally little bits of rebarb will too. Uh, they fall endlessly down, pulled by some separate gravity. In the center is a massive tower of black metal and cabled wires all around it. It's got blue lights and cold. And there's cheese eaters floating around, circling, like a school of fish. And they occasionally dive down underneath the city. And then there's a small trickle of more swimming in from portals high above you. The city itself is a conglomerate of uh, business buildings. They're completely disorganized, in uh, various states of decay. Occasionally the ground will rumble up from underneath you, a building will grow, and in a little bit of height, uh, much like a plant through the earth. Uh, the city's uh, street below is a maze-like network, populated by shifting, shadowy figures with uh, colorful outlines that n are never fully defined. And perhaps they are people, um, perhaps they're not. Staring at them gives you no answers to what they possibly might be. But here on this shifting little skyscraper, you hear Idru whisper, Holy shit, I'm home. And there's a long pause before she says anything else. Also, I came up with a really great line while falling down, and I'm really upset I didn't get to say it earlier. Well, say it. Okay, so when we were fighting the guy, and I was just standing there, and I was trying to summon my ship the whole time. I don't know if that was kind of obvious, but like, God, I, I, sh I should have said, let's get naughty, and then slammed him with the fucking Nautilus. It would have been great. Imagine that on fucking t-shirts. That would have been, been awesome. The marketing. That would have been awesome. The merchandising. Really lost an opportunity there. Truly the biggest tragic loss of the day. We don't have merchandise. I know. But the possibility of making money. <laughs> who, would, who would know that something you said besides us? I know. You could sell it and we could all just agree. We could just make up. It. Yeah, yeah, we could just make up stuff. Hmm. Well, uh, what now? Well... I guess we need to go to that little tower thing in the middle with all the creepy looking stuff attached to it. Points at the black tower with the cables. That's what I would assume. Let's check it out. I guess it can hurt. Yeah, but how? That's a good question. Hmm. Um, I mean, we have jetpacks. Is there a jetpack for everybody? 
Uh, from what I remember, there were jetpacks for at least two, maybe three of us, and I think two of us are probably strong enough to carry an extra. But are the jetpacks heavy enough? Uh, yes. Have, yeah. Have enough capacity to carry everybody. I would assume yes, unless this place has, you know, fucky gravity, then... <laughs> It, you know, that's not gonna be very fun. Like it yeah. might have fucky gravity, but that's too much um too much brain to do, so I'm not gonna do that. I mean, and even if like our jump and jumping capacities is is increased, not all of us are uh, skilled enough to parkour off the walls. I think that's something only two of us are capable of. Yeah. Parkour. Parkour. Yeah, the, so you have a couple of options of getting there. I I think jetpack might be your best bet. Um, What did I have the cooldown for your jetpack stuff be? Because you do have 28 hours left. And I don't know if like... What did I have it as? Like one per long rest? I don't think we ever defined that. I'm going to have it as charges then, because fuel, that makes sense. Yes. So Luthmos' full plate has use of jump spell two times a day and fly spell one time a day. It's nuclear powered, so it'll charge up on its own. Oh, yeah. But the jetpack you got from Rad's World, we never really defined. So I'm going to say that has like three charges of fly attached to it. I don't remember if you guys have used it yet. No, we have not. Yeah, I don't think you guys have used it yet, so... Would it have enough strength to carry all four of you? Probably. With the two separate jetpacks, I think you'd be able to get over to the tower. Neat. Yeah. I guess we can just kind of take a gander at the scenery as we pass. Yeah. As you fly over, you notice that it's just, it is disorganized. The street below is just a maze. There's no structure to it. There's no planning. They need, they are in desperate need of a city planner. And it seems like the mayor has been gone for such so such a long time that everything has dissolved into just random man they should hire an isabel for this place this mayor sucks who's isabel oh that was a joke out of character sorry it's okay oh. It, oh, I, that was in character no no I mean, you could, but whatever. I'm trying to think of an Isabel pun, but now I can't think of any. I was still like, is, is a, I got nothing. Okay. You are at the skyscraper, but there are no doors to get in while you're flying around. Is there a window? There is, there, there's many windows. Excellent. Pitch. We just crashed through one. Just make an attack roll. <laughs> okay. Do I get to add my attack bonus? Yeah. That's an 18. Yeah, you definitely hit. Can you imagine us missing the window and crashing into the fucking wall? <laughs> I got a 6, so... What, what are you hitting with? Are you hitting with magic? No. Oh, wait, I need to add 5. That's an 11. Okay. I, I hope you're aiming for a separate thing than Luthmos is. No, I was just gonna be a backup roll. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you break through the glass. <laughs> You're good. Whoa! Like how how far up on the uh, tower are you guys breaking into? That's a good question. Do we want to be at the top or something? Hmm. Well, most important things in a building are either at the very top or the very bottom. Let's just look at the very top first. Sure. We'll go top down. Okay. So the top floor is actually completely encased in black metal, so you go to the second f to top floor. Oh. That's a good sign that there's probably something important in the very top floor. 
Mm. I feel like Vivian wanted us to go to the bottom floor and then fight our way up. Too bad. Yep. She gave us a choice. <laughs> I knew you guys were going to fly to the top, so I didn't even prepare a whole um, fight through the whole thing. These are the hurdles of DMing you have to consider. Yeah, I already jumped that hurdle and was like, I'm not preparing any fights. You you can you considered that we wouldn't do a Judge Dread situation and just well, fight Judge our way Dredd up. Judge Dread couldn't f Judge Dread couldn't fly now, could he? No, he could not. Yeah, yeah. It was obvious you guys were gonna fucking use your jetpacks. I just didn't have I Look, we're, we're I, only level five. We only have so many resources to expend. Yeah. I didn't consider uh weight capacity for jetpacks, but you're at the top. You're you're at the top. The second to top All right. floor. Hooray. <laughs> Alright. If we're inside, what's in there? Okay. At the top floor, it is a large hall. And on the far side of it, uh you find two huge double doors. They're slate. Utilitarian. There's a design on them that looks like two talons about to interlock and a figure of a lion that has devoured a son in the middle. And guarding the door is a massive blue and pink creature. It's lion-like, eyeless, and tentacles forming a flowing mane, a large collar, and it's chained to its paws, and it sees you. It bears its teeth. Smiling with all its little fangs. Uh, I drew. Do you know what this thing is? Uh, uh, no. I've never seen anything like it. Hmm. But maybe I have. There's a strange. Okay. There's a strange bit of familiarity, but I can't quite put my finger on it. You think it is uh, a creature from the plane of pink? No. Possibly. I I'm not sure. But most of the plane of pink creatures are pink. Wait, I thought that this thing was described as being pink. Did I? Yeah, it's blue and pink. Oh, okay. Rather than solid. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Well, may maybe it's from here. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I think it's the same creature as on the picture. Of the door? Yeah. I was thinking that would be more of a symbolism, you know? More abstract, more like metaphor. But I mean, I mean, there is a literal lion on it. Yeah, so it, it, it might be literal. Can it talk? I, I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking maybe this was another Sphinx situation. This wouldn't be the first time we ran into a Sphinx. Not every lion creature you're gonna run into is gonna be a sphinx. Are you a sphinx? It it just stares at you. Damn. With its no eyed face. Okay, here's a question. How close is this thing chained to the door? Is it like if I approach the door, would it be able to take a swipe at me? Oh absolutely. It's guarding the door. Okay. Hmm. And what is it chained to? Is it chained directly to the door, to the wall? It is chained to the door. It's got a big, huge collar on it. Here, let me post the picture I have of him. It's got a big old collar on it, and that's chained to the door, and that big old collar also has chains to its two little powers. Okay. Hmm. Any obvious locking mechanism on either the collar or the cuffs? Nope. How many hit points does this guy have? <laughs> that's not information that you can just decipher i mean you could probably like i i don't think there is a D, &D role to get a number of hit points on a creature okay but you might be figuring that out pretty soon yeah i have the fucking stats don't worry okay good are we, are we going to fight this? We're not going to just fly out no. and, no. and go to the window below? Well, I mean, if we go to the window below, then we'll just be going a floor up. 
Also, there are presumably stairs going down, so that would yeah, there there there's stairs. Yeah, there's actually an elevator on the other side. Okay, um, I'm gonna do an Arcana check to try to figure out if I can cast sleep on this guy and it'll work. Cool. I roll the dice. We'll see what sort of number. I got a nat (laughs) twenty. Okay. Um, alright. Nat 20 on Arcana check. Jesus, okay. This creature, it has a similar magic to what you've noticed around the Plane of Pink. It's got similar essence to it. In fact, it's, it seems more raw. It's, it's the most raw of that magic that you've ever seen before. And you notice that the magic itself seems to be a projection of something further off. It's not an illusion. It's more of like an anchor. Something about the magic essence itself. It's, it's like a... It's like a separate fire, like a little torch from a campfire. That's the best way I can describe it. So this thing is a limb and some other creature presumably is the body. Mm, Creature, but like maybe like a budding of the creature, like like a separate growth that has the same core essence of that magic that you've always uh, recognized. Like, I, I, I'm i trying to make this Arcana check, like, separate from a Detect Magic check, which I accidentally did in the past. <laughs> like, I'm trying to give you more information instead of, like, um, feelings, you know? You presume that this raw, magical essence would probably not be affected by a sleep spell. Damn. Hmm. Maybe one of the lower floors has a hint on how to get past this thing. Yeah, let's just go to the floor below, see what, what's happening there. Okay. The the only way to go down the floor is through the elevators because this is not a OSHA regulated uh fire escape proof building. Well, I mean, the rest of the city doesn't look very planned, so that that's about in line with that logic. Mm-hmm. You just you Okay. Okay. Okay, adventurers. There okay. is a button and it has a triangle on it. And there's two big metal doors. You don't know what an elevator is. I push the button. You push the button. And above the metal doors, there is another triangle. And it blinks cyan. And the door is open. Oh, fuck. This room's really small, guys. Yeah, um, it's called an elevator. Yeah. Yeah, we, we just go inside. Don't worry about it. It's a, this elevator is a really shitty broom closet kind of thing. You guys are all able to fit inside. It's fine. And on the other side of the the doors, there is a panel, and there is a bunch of numbers on them. Jesus Christ! Is this math? I got this. You just you just press the Foxfire. What are you doing? Math. I, I you don't have to do math here, bud. I'm I'm just gonna press the next lowest the next highest button on the panel. And she presses it, and it lights up Cyan! I press the lowest number. If this kills a Drew, it's it's all your fault. It, I, I mean, press the smallest number. I mean, it it's always my fault, but yeah, it's it's fine. It's a fucking elevator, and you go one floor down. Okay. So, what's that other one that Foxfire Press gonna do? Yeah, as you step out of the elevator, you can hear it go down. Okay. Well, guess we're stuck here. Yeah, on this floor, you can see um, like a large ballroom sort of area. Uh, 
with like like tables pushed to the side and chairs. Is there food? No, there's no food. You, you would assume uh, your uh, 21st century brains, player brains, would assume that this would be a conference hall. On the walls of this place, there's a bunch of paintings. Let's see. Roll a perception check. Okay. To 14. 13. I don't see anything. I have a nine. It is a little bit dark in there. The only lights are coming from uh, recessed lighting on the ceiling that are glowing. We all have dark vision. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You all have dark vision. But it's, it is dark. You are able to tell that it is dark. It's a very moody lighting. Um, well, it's, it's black and white. The Well, no, the cyan lights coming from the recessed lighting make it more like cyan and black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, on this wall, there are a bunch of paintings. Uh, they all depict strange things. One you recognize. With a perception check like that, you you recognize one of them. Because they're all very abstract paintings. You recognize one of them as this crystalline orb of rainbowish light that you had once seen in Jim's world. Orb time. Hmm. That looks really familiar. Do you guys remember what that was? It's been so long. It's okay. It was that the stasis bubble that was around the world preventing everyone from dying? Or, no, wait, it was the orb that um, Jim's brother had, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, don't, I don't remember what name it had, if any. I don't think we ever gave it a name. Okay. But you do remember that upon its destruction... The stasis bubble that was around that whole place fell apart. Yes. And Idrid's staring at these paintings too, and she's just got a strange face on. Do you recognize any of this? I I do. It's, um... I can't put it to words, though. It's nostalgic. But I... Well, I yeah, I can't tell you what. May, well, she was saying, making the observation that the um, the one painting that we actually recognize looked like something from Jim's world. And, but then she's like, well, that doesn't really make sense. Why would they have paintings of that kind of stuff here? Hmm. Well, I, I don't know. You notice that there are 16 paintings in total. Hmm. Okay. I guess another question I had for I drew was, um, are any of them, like, in particular more nostalgic than the others? N- no. Like, uh, you're on one side of the wall, and you're looking at various paintings of objects. And on the far side of the wall, there's eight other paintings, and you just haven't had a good look at them yet. Okay. And those paintings, you recognize pretty damn well because even through all the abstraction it's clear that those are the eight crewmates oh okay um is there anything how do i phrase this is there anything like interactable on any of the the paintings like a secret button or something on the panel or anything like that or on the frame i guess i mean Mm, not really, but they are removable off the wall. Oh, okay. They're all removable, all all of them? Not yeah. just, like, one set, maybe? Yeah, all of them are removable. Okay. It seems like a put-something-in-the-right-order kind of dungeon puzzle, but... Hmm. Put- um, okay, here's something. Uh, if we- we know which one- we know the, the crystal orb from Jim's world. If we bring- the painting of the crystal orb near the painting of Jim, does anything happen, or they just seem like completely mundane paintings? Um, they certainly aren't mundane. There is a essence around them that suggests that they are uh, magically infused somehow. Uh, 
I mean, the patterns on the background of the paintings of those two, of Jim's and that orb in Jim's world, they match up. And, I mean, they they just kind of, like, fit together. Since they're removable from the wall, is there anything on the back of the paintings? Mm, nah. No? Nah. Okay. Something about the order, huh? You know... I was thinking, I drew about the um the book earlier, mm-hmm. and how I think maybe the order you met everybody in might be important somehow. I don't really know why, but it seems like it is important. You think? I think so. Do you remember what order you picked them up in? Oh, <sighs> uh, let me think. I think I remember. Yeah, I um. God, where did I... Where did I show up first? I showed up in uh, Strawberry's World first. Where did I go next? Um, next I went... I think... I think I then went to Squalls. I, I, I'm pretty sure. And then... And she's um going through the list in her head. And she's um picking up the paintings as she goes. Hold, hold on, hold on. And she pulls out one of the uh, conference room tables and sets it up. And sets out a couple of chairs for everybody. Okay. I think I remember the order. Strawberry? Squall. Jim. Um, the, the little slug guy? Creature? Girl thing? Fang? Rad? Ferrix, and then Dognut. You think we should rearrange the paintings like that? Yeah. Let's go ahead and try that. And you set out the paintings, as, and as you do, um, they kind of, uh, the frames kind of lock together, kind of like puzzle pieces, as you line them up. And uh, Jim's painting, like, has that other painting that you locked with it, so at the bottom side of it that's locked in with it. Oh, okay. So now we just need to figure out which of the paintings of, I guess, maybe places or important things fits with the others. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. The so ug- we have yeah. visited yeah, we, we have visited Strawberry Squall and we saw memories of, I think, the other worlds. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Rads, of course. We also visited Rads. Yes. Uh, The other seven paintings of objects have a stylized golden flower, a strange-looking non-Euclidean sort of object that has a bunch of gears and uh, rotating parts to it. It's made of, like, a brass or something. Then you see... A strange uh, red and green ever shifting looking thing and you see a vial of a golden liquid but like the liquid seems to just be glowing everywhere on the painting and you see a wand uh, a bright white wand with intricate twisting um, kind of vine-like braiding on it and it looks like a metallic tiny rectangular object and surrounded by a spaceship looking thing and the last one looks like a white crystal and some of these are a little bit more abstract than others some of them don't seem to be pointing to a direct object. But some of them are, like, obviously an object. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, welcome to episode 41 of Chronicles of Starlight. This is going to be the last time I interrupt an episode to give you news because this is the penultimate episode! 
of sorts. Um, the next three episodes will be the finale, and I want them to be as seamless and as the best they can be, so no break in the middle of for news or ads. Uh, good thing I was never sponsored, am I right? Uh, in all realness, I'm fine that I never got any ads or money or, well, any sort of community engagement from this podcast. It's, um... It's given me a lot to think about, about how I, the best way to move forward with my projects and creations, uh, the best way to publish them and, like, get them out there and get people to see them is, it's, um, like, as a comparison, I recently published an animatic that has gotten five times the amount of views in two days of existing than all of the episodes of this podcast combined has ever gotten in all of the three years of its existence. Five times the amount of views. <laughs> Podcasting just isn't for the little indie kids anymore, and the only way to be popular in it is to already be popular. It's, uh, an Ouroboros of impossibility. Um, so I'll be shifting away from podcasting, but not from storytelling. I would like to focus more on my YouTube channel now, making various videos to entertain people. So, since I'll be going away from podcasting, I shouldn't be paying for podcast hosting if I'm not using it. I've already paid for this year, the year of 2021, but I will not be upping my subscription for 2022. So download and listen to this podcast right now as much as you can, because in the coming year, it's only going to be available to my patrons on Patreon. I'll keep the summary and uh, finale up on my YouTube, but... Episode 1 to 41? Patreon only. So share and listen and comment as much as you can for this uh, coming year um, while it's free. Because I am not going to be paying $100 plus dollars for a year for uh, no one to listen to my shitpost story. <laughs> I will also be releasing a summary of this podcast, which will be kind of like an episode zero, so people can jump right to the finale. Uh, as well as uh, afterthoughts with Emily about my podcast for my patrons, and a big final review of the series, also by me, also for my patrons on Patreon. Um, so support me on Patreon if you want more Chronicles of Starlight stuff when it comes out. Anyways, I wanted to thank all of you for listening, supporting me through all these long years of making this podcast. Especially my sister! Hi, Eva! Um, thank you to all my patrons. Maybe not. Christopher, Radar Love... Uh, Eva, Cat uh, White, and Daniel Caligari. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your names. Um, follow me on Tumblr and Twitter, Twitch and Patreon and YouTube at Chibi Cheese Puff to keep up to date with all of my other creative projects I'm working on. Especially my YouTube. As that will be where I am focusing most of my creative energy. So I hope you'll enjoy what I'm making in the future. See you then! Bye! made notes of everything you listed and I'm trying to get over to it on my sheet and Goog Sheet does not want to cooperate. Please, <laughs> please, I just want to see what it says. <laughs> it's okay. Have you been making notes of what other characters have been saying in previous episodes? Because I've been dropping a couple of hints on the order of things and um, what these relations are of these objects. Well, unfortunately, I didn't really pick up a D&D note-taking habit until more recently. Oops. So I don't actually have notes. I only have uh, I only have my very vague memories of up to... Have we been doing this for two years? One We've been year. doing this for two years. Yeah, two years ago. Um, I know that the MacGuffin did not have a, a, a shape. Mm -hmm. It's kind of from Rad's world. I remember that. So I was thinking maybe one of the more abstract ones might be that, but I'm not sure which if it would be the shifting one, maybe the non-Euclidean gear thingy, but it's probably one of those two. Now you do recognize three of those on there, but okay. you couldn't really figure out what world they could be from. You guys kind of rolled a little bit low on your perception. Um, so you recognize some of them. Uh, go ahead and give me like a mm, investigation check to see if you can oh uh, see, see if I can give you some hints. Okay. 
I have a plus zero, so my roll is probably not going to be great. Unless I roll really... Oh, never mind. I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Sherlock. So you are able to deduce that the red and green abstract looking object is probably from um rad's world because the brass looking one you seem to remember coming from squall's world because that thing has like letters on it and you remember there was something weird about that object in particular at squall's world because it shifted the very nature of a spell and it changed the words around oh yeah and so you assume the one that has writing on it of a of letters that you don't recognize but it's clearly supposed to be letters and gears and they're shifting around in the picture that that's probably what you saw so you got those two and and you put them in place and the pictures lock Okay. And the other one that you recognize is strawberries. It's the wand. It's the wand that Rose Rainbow tried to get you guys before she died. Okay. So that's four. So that's half of them. So now we just have to figure out the other four. Which four are left? You have the golden flower, the vial of light, um, the metallic rectangle inside a spaceship sort of thing. There's no better way to describe that. And a white crystal. Uh, I'm inclined to think the flower might be for strawberry sunshine. We already got that one. Oh, okay. I think it's probably either Ferrix or the slug creature since I think I remember from the memories we uncovered of or like the fake memories or the side memories yeah alternate future memories yeah yeah I remember their worlds I think they are a little bit more nature oriented whereas like I know dog nuts was like very like 20s technology um and fangs was like prehistoric Okay. Fangs, you remember a weird dichotomy on Fangs World. It was both a prehistoric setting, and then also you remember seeing Fang in a spaceship. Oh, that's true. Like, he has a marquee and cybernetics on him. Okay. I forgot that those weren't just added later. Right, yeah. So he came the, he came whole cloth with a, a marquee attached to him. The, the oh shit, this thing has different colors. <laughs> Eight foot vertical leap. Okay, let's keep going. The spaceship thingy might be for Fang then. Alright. You put that painting in place and it locks in. Nice. And the flower for our slug friend, maybe. Yep, that one locks in place. What do we? What else do we have left? The crystal and and the vial. Oh yeah. Hmm. Who else did we need to put paintings with again? Ferrix and Dognut. You know, we don't know what the punishment for failure is. Like if we match them with the wrong one, so it is kind of a fifty-fifty chance if we just absolutely can't figure it out and need to guess. But again, we don't know what the punishment is. Do we have any other like? Memories or clues from their worlds? Um, let's see. Because I did give you guys a hint on what Dognuts was in the alternate memories. What was it again? You guys were on a ship, a little uh, airship, and had 1920s era sort of architecture to it. Uh... That sort of like fashion as well. And you were in an engine room and Dognut was looking really sad. And inside the engine was something powering it. Crystal. Crystal. Let's put the crystal if not. Okay. It locks in place and by process of elimination, 
You put the last one in place. And as you do, they sort of light up a little. We win. What do we win? Oh, I think I th we got the order right. And they're all locked into place. And the light is shining from the frames themselves. But then the brass object with all the gears and letters on it on a Squall's object painting it starts becoming animated and it starts rotating around and the frames break apart and they are scattered on the floor oh shit oh crap did we do it wrong it it looked right and you notice that the paintings they aren't scattered like randomly they look like they are neatly put down they are in a different order than what you put them in. Okay. What order are they in? They are in uh, Dognut, Jim, Slug Creature, Fang, Rad, Squall, Ferrix, and then Strawberry. I have no clue what this means. I'm going to touch the painting that's like animated it, it's not animated anymore no M maybe this is more metaphor i have no idea maybe take out the book okay let's take out the book y'all uh, the book um the book when you open it up the chapter titles are still a little bit glowing but and they still have um, the alternative names on there. From from what you have called them, they have, you know, put together my elaborate puzzle. The reasoning. Okay. This is the this is the fucking name name puzzle. Like this is probably the order that the names are in. Yes, possibly, possibly. Or this is the order that. Chapters are in? No, wait. No, the chapters are in order of when you guys encountered them. That's right. We went to Jim's world first. We went. To, it was Jim, then Strawberry, then Squall, then Rad. Yeah, and then four others that um, you saw on the cavern walls that were an alternate past universe thing. Who knows? It's an alternative um, world that you could have you could have gone to. Alternative timeline. Ethan. So I'm gonna try and put the order, put the letters in the order that we know that they're in. Yeah. Uh, based on the order of the paintings on the floor. So, so we don't duck. Yeah. Um. After a while, the paintings actually like float back up and rearrange themselves in their quote-unquote correct order and reattach themselves to the object line and that the uh, squall uh, object thing um, seems to reverse in animation as it does so. Mm -hmm. Ciphers are hard. Well, it's not a cipher. There isn't a connecting letter that will shift the letters over to what they're supposed to be. The This is GM knowledge. I'm just trying to give you guys a bigger hint because this is very stupid brain of me from two years ago to have designed this entire game around this. The name itself is the cipher. Hmm. So do we arrange the paintings in the order of the letters? Um, the paintings seem to be shifting in between two arrangements. Um, one pre-squall uh, object and one post-squall object. So the key to all this, I think, is just going to figure out in what order Z, X, I, and N are and what, their chap what chapters are related to which characters. Yeah. So if we know... Uh, the order of the chapters, then we'll know what letter they're associated with, and then we can slot those in mm -hmm. with the remaining uh, thingies. 
<laughs> so the other chapters, um, the order that you guys encounter them in is basically not important for the last four chapters. Um, so I'm just gonna, I gave you guys their true names, uh, last session, no, two sessions ago. Yeah. And those are what those letters, the, the, the starting letters of each are the Z-X-I-N, right? Am I understanding this puzzle correctly? Yes, you are understanding okay. the puzzle correctly. Just, just put the pieces together. You got this. Oh, okay. I see. The order of the pickup would be... So, wait, no. That has nothing to do with that. No, because it was in the order that we met them in. Yeah. The order in the chat in the book is the order that you met them in. GM's, yeah. GM just... Big hint here. That's not going to matter. Uh, what? The, the order that... doesn't matter for... The order that you met them in doesn't matter. The order that I drew met them in is going to matter. And the separate order that happens post-Squall object also matters. Okay. So then am I not lining up the letters right with what I had so far? Yeah, that's fine. Like, is that correct, what I have so far? Because I was basing yeah. that off the order we met them in. Yeah, the... the um. The order that you have there is right, but the following one with the question marks in it, that is the order that you saw on the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The order that I drew picked them up and matters. I would guess that the first letter would be the slug creature. Of the letters we have less left, then slug creatures would be first, and fang, then ferrix, then dognots, which would make it, I think that would be right. Which would mean that the remaining letters would be... That doesn't really look like anything, though. It's not supposed to spell out, like, a recognizable thing. It was meant to be, like, a very archaic cipher that um, you could have used to translate the original um, text that I had way at the very beginning of the session that you could have used to... Um, get a peek into what the entire plot was if you had solved it correctly. Mm -hmm. But I also used that as like a plot device. Imagine solving things correctly. Couldn't be us. Yeah. It's okay. I'm too head empty. <laughs> I don't play a lot of games with puzzles to be honest, or well, not a lot of D&D games with puzzles, so um, if I speak that name out loud, does anything happen? Uh, No. Is that right? No, that's not right. Damn it. Okay. Uh fuck. No, you got the you got the letters. Yeah, the order of the letters is wrong. Okay. Okay. Now we can solve the puzzle correctly. Yes, now you can solve the puzzle. Solve my puzzle, solve my puzzle, solve my puzzle, solve my puzzle. Solve it. Can you solve it? No. We're just gonna sit here. Oh my god. This goes twenty eight hours. This, this makes for great podcasting. Okay, so the first letter is X. Then we have the E. And then we have N. So we have Xen. And I have the Z. And then we have the A. And then we have H. And then the I. And now we have the T. Yay! That's the order that it is on the floor. Yes. Now the order on the table. You, you, you wanna? You can do it. Okay. You you can do it, guys. What's the order on the table? I have it down. Hold on. Okay, so if you go by the order of pickup, that would be a T H E N Z A I X. Hmm. Yep. So. They solved a puzzle! As you put together the names and figure out the cipher, you hear echoes of that fifth dimensional being that you had met just a couple of hours earlier. 
that thing that you saw after winning the game of truth or factor opinion. Woo! It echoes around you. Beware the beast of nine eyes, severed by two by four allies. Trapped in a prison of light, surrounded in endless night, it does what it does, dream of what was, aid of the past and the one that is last. Two threads weave a tale of time, now a third around the prime. One question will remain, will you stand with the thing you fear, or the one of hate and disdain? Find the start of it, find the heart of it. You solved my puzzle. You solved my name puzzle. Congrats. I'm so proud of you guys. We did it. Yay. Now we have another puzzle to solve. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're still on the third to top floor. You you gotta get up there, man. Yeah, Okay. okay. Back into the broom closet, everyone. Yes. The weird magical broom closet. You go into the broom closet, and I drew stops Foxfire before he even thinks of doing anything. And I press- did it anyways. No, no, he, she slaps your hand. Ouchie. She press. She she holds up a finger. She presses the next floor up button number, and you guys arrive at that floor. Wow, technology is magic! I leave last and I press all the buttons. I press all the buttons before I get out. Okay, buddy the elf. Looks like a Christmas tree. The elevator makes a sad noise as you all exit. Is it like that one video of the elevator that has the dying alarm? It sounds like... I do not. I don't know what video you're. Hold. <laughs> I'll. I'll find it. I'll. I'll link it to you so you have context. Yes, please. Thank you. Okay. Well, you are at the. Everyone else who listens to this, I'm sorry. No context for you. No context for anybody. This is a contextless show. Nobody contexts each other. <laughs> I don't know what kind of pun I was trying to make there. Anyways, you are at the floor. Wow, we're on the floor. Why did we go to the? Why were you sitting on the floor? We're not. Just, just get up. We're, we're, okay. We're, and that blue, pink lion creature is still there, and he's staring at you guys. He's got his all, all his pointy teeth looking at you. Uh oh. He, he's still there. Okay. Darn! I was hoping solving this puzzle would make you go away or something. It, it, it sits there very patiently. Hmm. What happens if we speak the name again? I don't even know if you spoke the name. Oh, we didn't? Okay. And Sykes. And as you do, the chains fall away and they burst into flames as they dissipate. The tentacles unfurl and they wrap around the front paws, revealing a very large face with one big eye in the center. And it looks like a floating cat's head where there's no nose and the ears have tendrils coming out of them that wrap into two separate paws and each with four eyes for their beans and it's pink all pink hi hi there (laughs) no that's a terrible voice I need to get a good voice for this I need to get a good voice for this (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hello? 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 Hello, Hero Sad. Wow, took you guys long enough. Well, it's not like anyone made it especially easy for us. Yeah, you know, this guy, he's kind of a dick. How do you have a weird name? Huh? You have an interesting name. Yeah, it's uh, the fucking best name in the fucking goddamn world. In the fucking universe. It's my name. It's the best. Okay. Sure. Anyways, the name is Zenzyx. Nice to meet y'all, y'all. You freed me from this uh, horrible prison, although my powers aren't quite there quite yet because... You know you know who is still in a little bit of control of me. But hey, yeah, I mean, great job. Great job, everybody. 
Are you going to help us save the universe? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. I could. Uh, we'd really appreciate it, because there's not very many people left at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's not really my problem. I mean, like, I really don't care about all that. It's more that if there's nothing, like, if there's no people or anything, I just get really bored, you know? Like, then there's nothing to do. Like, shit sucks here, you know? There's nothing. There's nothing here. Yeah, um... We also kind of, kind of freed you, so like, maybe, maybe help us save the universe as like uh, a little thank you, maybe. <laughs> Fuck that. I mean, I mean, okay. Here's my thank you. Thank you. Happy with that? You're welcome. But we would also, um, we would also like a, li a little help. Maybe, maybe a, a, a little tip on how to this guy, maybe. I mean, of course, of course, I could help you with that. Though we need to do a little bit of subterfuge, if you know what I mean. The problem is that while I have my freedom back, I don't have my power back. And you'd probably want to, like, um, take that power away from that little bitch bastard who took it from me at the opportune moment. But, I mean... I could help you, but how do I know you guys are real? We freed you, didn't we? Yeah, I know, but like, okay, convince me that you are real. Do I have to quote Ray Bradbury? Probably. Do whatever the hell you want. Just convince me that you're real and maybe I'll help you. Is that, that certain man is Bradbury, right? I don't know. Can I just slap this thing? Sh sure, you can slap. Is that enough to convince that it's real? N no. And he, and he rubs his cute little kitty face with his gross eyeball paw. That's n that's not enough. So, so How you're. How can you be sure that you're real? Ooh, isn't that the big question? Oh, this is this is the start of a wonderful conversation. How do you know I'm real? That's a good question. Well, you seem like you got hurt from that slap, and my hand is still stinging. That's real enough for me. So, your definition of real involves physical presence? Is that is that what I'm assuming? Uh, I, I mean, guess. I mean... When we when we were fighting Hydra's brother just earlier, wasn't that, like... Was he, like, not real even though he was like kind of there doing damage yeah what what was what was with that was he real go ahead Please, answer me that no. was he real your answer is no we don't know you don't know Ooh, that's a fascinating little tidbit of ooh question ooh ooh dive into that one okay so um maybe 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 he was not real, because if he was, he might have just wiped us out then and there, and he probably wouldn't have let himself get hit by the Nautilus. Hmm, you're going a little basic on me. So, what I'm assuming is what you're assuming is that you base reality on what can and can't affect you. Hmm? Physically. Am I... Mm. Maybe, but I am trying to question it now because because I drew his brother over there earlier. He didn't really seem it didn't really seem like it was real, more and more like a time waster, but he could hurt us. Well, let me put it this way. The encounter that you had there, was it real? Was it um was it a real moment in time? Hmm? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, it happened at that moment, but I have no idea how time in the plane of pink works. I'm not talking about real time or measurable time. I'm talking about, did it matter? Of course it mattered, because if it, we didn't do it, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have broke you out of your dumbass prison. Now, does that make it real, though? Yes, it does. Abby looks like she's getting kind of pissed off. 
And what about, hmm, those little memories that you saw on the cavern walls, were those real, hmm? Did you, do you consider those real events, even though they didn't actually occur to you? I mean, they happened to someone else, so they must have been real. You see, I've been mulling over this question of what is real and what is reality. And, you know, I just, I want an answer. And I figured you three and maybe I drew, I don't know. I think she's a little, a little dense for this. I want to know what is real. Just, just mull on that and uh, find an answer for me. God, as if, if this is how you get after eons of imprisonment, I think I just want to be put out of my misery. Oh, I'm still kind of in prison. I think things are real if you consider them real. So it's belief in something that makes it real? Hmm? Yes. Is that your answer? Yes. A real, I think therefore I am sort of fellow, aren't you? Hmm? Yeah, kind of, maybe. Okay, okay. I mean, okay, well, there's there's no right answer to this. I just, it's an answer that I want to know the true answer to, you know? It's, there probably isn't an answer, but it's so tantalizing. I'm so close to it. What is real? How do we know that this whole thing isn't just a fabrication? Hmm? Isn't just an uh, elaborate illusion? We don't. Do you want, I mean... Do you want me to waste a wish finding out? No. How do you know that that wish is not real? Is is going to give you the answer that you are seeking? Hmm? I'm not the one seeking it, so I don't really care. Well, if you're going to be a bitch about it, I'm not going to fucking answer your questions. Hmm? What about that? I'm not, I'm not the one being a bitch about it. You've been rude to us ever since you let us out of prison. Do you, do you know what I am? A bitch. Well, yes, that, but I'm sure you're familiar of what I am, right? Yeah, you're probably that creature that the, the fifth dimensional being told us to look for. I don't know what you're talking- okay. Seriously. You, you see a creature with a face, one big eye, a giant mouth, and other eyes? Come on, put it together! Uh, are you a beholder? Yes! Oh my god! I can't believe it took you this long to fucking figure that out. Oh my well, god. Well, to be fair, beholders kind of look a little different from where we are. Might be might be an aerial thing, I don't know. I, I come from Earth. The indignation of this all. Beholders can come in all shapes and forms. And obviously, obviously I have the best form. I see. Look, look how efficient my eyes are on my paws. Okay, so you come from Earth, great. So do we. So does it mean that Idris's brother also has something to do with Earth? Hmm. No. You see, this whole world right here. And he picks up a. He reaches down and grabs a piece of the floor, and it crumbles in his hand. This world right here, it's, um, I would say it's not real. It's an elaborate fabrication of my design. With some help, but mostly my design. Yeah, we kind of figured that everything in the plane of pink is like, um, not really, not really tangible. Not really real. Do, do you know the lore of Beholders before I start info-dumping on you? I do not. Jerks that zap people with their eyes? Yes, that is one thing that we are capable of. Just shush, and I might do that to you, okay? You see, beholders have the fascinating and perfect ability to adapt to any situation that is presented to them. I am the best at that, because, hmm, some time ago... I had met a small, cute little human, and in doing so, caught the attention of the local town, and they came to kill me, and in trying to kill me, they came up with a 
stupid plan to teleport me into a star. I obviously had backup plans for such an occasion. The, uh, stupid humans didn't. Oh, is that the memory that we saw? Mm-hmm, that's the memory that you saw. Yeah, the... And I think we did clarify that the entire party got teleported into the sun. Yes. Into a sun. It's not the sun. It's a separate star. That's a really long-range teleport. Yeah, they fucking... They used a lot of magic. Uh... Yeah, so I had a plan for that, and now I'm functionally immortal using the star as my, you know, power source. But a weird thing happened. You see, me and this little girl that I had become friends with, what a disgusting phrase, but it's the best one I have to describe our relationship. We had put together a couple of stories. You know, just um, something to pass the time with. Uh, I, I always was fascinated by her imagination. It's, you see, I am the greatest beholder because I see the value in others. Not, not so much as a monetary value or a fighting value, but a value of... <sighs> Friendship, for lack of a better word. I, I made stories with this little girl. They were so fun. And I suppose in my dreams, I made them real. That's another thing that beholders have. In our dreams, we dream of possible situations that we can escape, and uh, the dream of Beholder is quite powerful, and when I was in that star, I dreamed of those stories, and look at this, I made them real. Eh, mostly real. He crumbles some more of the uh, floor beneath you. And that includes you too, I drew. I drew's just like, Wait, so, am, am I real? And that's the big question, isn't it, hmm? Are you real? Hmm. This is it, friend. This is the end. Years in the making. A week in the waking. They aren't as they seem. From waking to dream. Familiar strangers. Interstellar dangers. Teasers I will no longer reveal. So long. It's been real.